someone she never wanted to see again, is back. Today I'm talking about Resurrection. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a film called Resurrection. And uh, I'll give you a, basically a content warning up front that this movie in particular deals with the aftermath of a an abusive relationship. So if that isn't your bag or that is triggering for you, feel free to move along from it. But uh, I did check this out. This is uh, currently available on Shudder. Uh, features Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth. And I think it is incredibly well acted, but I think thematically a little ugh. And uh, for reasons I'll get into. So without further ado, let's get started. I've been a big fan of the recent feminist bent of horror movies and thrillers, partially because a more egalitarian version of the genre is never bad. The more kinds of voices, the better. And also because a woman's experience in our society has plenty of scary stuff you can use to freak your audience out or make a devastating point. Which brings us to Resurrection, a horror thriller that portrays the lingering fallout from a controlling and abusive relationship. Rebecca Hall stars as Margaret, a successful businesswoman and single mother whose daughter is college-bound. But as charmed as Margaret's life seems to be, the reappearance of a man from her past triggers fears Margaret had left buried for decades. But slowly but surely, this man and his impact on Margaret and her actions begin to tear Margaret's life apart. So there's a lot I like about this movie, content <laughs> content not included. It is a nerve-shreddingly tense, takes care to pre- it's nerve-shreddingly tense, takes care to present the effects of abuse and the performances from everybody are fantastic. But there's one big hiccup which I'll get into after highlighting the movie's biggest selling points. Selling point number 1 is Rebecca Hall. Hall is quickly becoming the go-to actress for incredible performances of unlikable characters in tense thrillers and horror movies. Between this, The Night House, and Christine, that crown has been taken. The key to Margaret is that when we meet her, she is put together. She's assertive. She's the kind of person that gives advice to a young co-worker, is overprotective of her child, within reason though, and direct and commanding in every aspect of her life. She even runs with purpose. A great bit of physical acting there by Hall. But David, this man, showing up in her life again, takes a sledgehammer to all that. Now she's frantic, erratic, and worst of all for her sake, evasive. We understand why she's acting like this, while at the same time realizing that it is harming her and her relationships. And in case you needed further reason to shower Hall with praises, the movie's highlight comes about halfway in when she lays out what happened to her in a staggering monologue that goes from bitter laughs to terror and eventually crying without a single cut away from Hall's face. It is a staggeringly good performance. Selling point number two is what abuse looks like and does. One thing I like about the portrayal of David, obviously not David himself, he is a shithead, is how reserved he is. A lot of movies, understandably, demonstrate the most obvious forms of abuse, including yelling, personal attacks, physical attacks, and sexual assault. It is the more eye-catching and naturally dramatic. But I'd argue David's abuse is creepier. David's main tactic is a combination of gaslighting, he constantly treats Margaret like she's crazy, while peppering in digs or indicators that he's been wiggling into her life or knows and or knows he shouldn't. 
And more importantly, none of it is actionable. Even a police officer who takes Margaret's report seriously acknowledges, acknowledges right away that without concrete action against her, they can't do anything. It's in that gray area that people like David live, thrive, and destroy other people's lives. And the camera and score amplify the tension in Margaret's head by lingering and zooming in on key details. This is also amplified by Tim Roth's performance, which is equally measured. He doesn't yell, but he does smile when he shouldn't, says creepy things like they're charming and every other gaslighting behavior in the book. It is deeply disturbing. And we see David's impact before we meet him. Margaret immediately has a panic attack that she powers through and literally runs to make sure her daughter is okay. And it gets worse because she doesn't want to talk about it, which sadly gives him more power. And the more he works his way in, the more irrational she behaves. She's not behaving irrational. She's not behaving rationally because the fear and what she experienced isn't rational. So now we get to the rub, which is messy messaging. In terms of a metaphorical and literal representation of intimate partner abuse, resurrection is really strong. In terms of a movie with a point to make outside of this is what the this is the damage that abuse does, not as much. Where the movie loses steam is when it dips into talking about motherhood. Without giving anything away, motherly concern and guilt is Margaret's primary driving force once David shows up. She begins contemplating violence against him because what else can she do to guarantee her daughter's safety? Granted, she's behaving so erratically that her daughter is more frightened of her than anything else and quickly begins reaching out to other people for help. In my opinion, the movie has a few options here. It can either be about a mother willing to humiliate or obliterate herself to save her child, relationship with her be damned, or it can be about her trying to right a wrong, for instance, her entire relationship with David and her daughter's safety as an added benefit. Instead, the film tries to make it about both, which means even the ambiguous ending feels at odds with itself. And without getting too into the weeds, as much as I think as I as much as I think it portrays the impact of abuse is important, it doesn't always need to lead to violence or depression, does it? They call them survivors for a reason. The verdict is it's well acted if flawed. Though muddled thematically, Resurrection's performances and portrayal of an abusive relationship are strong enough to warrant a recommendation. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.